0: Welcome to the Bump and Run Broadcast, where we dive into the 2021 NASCAR Cup Series with an abundance of heated opinion and comedic debate. Here's Paul and Tristan.
1: What's going on, everybody? My name is Paul. I'm here with Tristan, and you are listening to the Bump and Run Broadcast. Welcome to Episode 11.
0: Can you believe? Episode 11.
1: Episode 11. We are here. What a what a weekend, dude. We are at... We just crowned our eighth different winner at Richmond this weekend. In nine different races. Nine different races. Um, Still an amazing stat, even st- though um, true. Absolutely. Broke this, broke considering the there's, a, considering it's a 16 person playoff field. Yep. And that now we're officially the field is half full. Halfway full of winners. But we'll get into that a little bit later after we've kind of talked about what we kind of well kind of what we saw at our second short track, third short track race of the year if you count Bristol yep. dirt. So kind of this is our last short track race. Anything under a mile being a short track in, for the regular in, season until the playoffs. So this was like because we won't. Which see, that's
0: kind of depressing to think about, but at the same time, we did just have like well, three short tracks. But then row. again,
1: but think about when we get to the playoffs. So the first round has two of the three in the first round, and then the final one is the second, to last race of the season. So they're all really yeah. good. So but so just kind of like diving and just just kind of a fact to mention. This was the first time that we've raced at Richmond in the daylight since 2017. That's crazy. Like they like that is we've been racing at Richmond for about twice a year now and I guess every single time we go there it's always a night race. I had never really that was pretty crazy. And I could tell that some drivers were excited and some drivers were not excited for what because Richmond is a concrete surface and concrete already in itself is going to produce high tire wear and then you add that with a super pretty warm day in May or yep. a, late April. Pretty slick. So it can get pretty slick out there and it definitely was getting Was slick. It?
0: Yeah, it started pretty overcast during the beginning of the race. And then all of a sudden mm-hmm. the sun started coming out and you could see some people lose the handle on their cars a bit.
1: Oh yeah. But so just kind of diving into the race, just overall, like an overview of it. So stage one, we really saw like Truex kind of started on the pole, but then he was right there in the front row with them and. Truex kind of just took off, like expected. I kind of expected him to. And then he ran up front for a little bit. It
0: it really was just Hamlin versus Martin Truex for For, the first two stages.
1: Really the whole first stage. Even through green flag, the first pit cycles and everything And then once Denny Hamlin got up in front of Truex, Denny had the speed. He won stage one. It was pretty much all green flag stage one. The competition caution being the only caution that we saw. So that was pretty clean.
0: Shout out to Denny Hamlin's pit crew for literally like
1: <laughs> every single stop. Every single stop the whole the entire weekend. All the money. Every single time. They didn't miss a they didn't miss a beat. They were on their mark every single time. In stage two, we saw the same kind of thing. Denny Hamlin got off really well. He led the he led the stage. And then Truex eventually came back and took the lead from Hamlin. Yep. Then we kind of saw the long green flag run, and then we've gotten into green flag pit stops. But this is where it gets interesting.
0: Because that's when Brad Keselowski kind of – So
1: that's when – Interesting,
0: controversial call, don't you think?
1: No, what happened was we got to think about what triggered that, though, is – everyone was on green flag stops there was a group that still hadn't come in yet boom there's a wreck caution, a caution comes out so they it's their time to capitalize they, on they, it. they all just lucked out for being the last group on pit road and then yes that is where it gets into kind of what you were talking about with brad keselowski and their aggressive pitch so strategy. so
0: paul explain explain to some of our listeners why it's such a big break during a green flag pit cycle to stay out and then catch a caution why why does why is that
1: such a good advantage well it depends on the track, first of all, which um, Richmond being a short track, it's a big advantage because when you make a green flag pit stop, you're obviously more than likely going to go a lap down, theoretically. Because yeah. the field is still going at a racing there, pace. There are, there are, yeah, exactly. At a green flag, the field is still going racing pace. Yeah. Now, most of the time, if you're in the leader field, a lot of the people you're up in the field with are going to pit the same time you pit. Yeah. So it doesn't affect that as much, but technically... You're a lap down to all those cars that maybe stayed out a lap or two longer than you. Yep. And so when a caution comes out, the all whole field the, pace, the, the whole field down. gets to do the wave around because they've already pitted, so they can they get the wave around to come yep. back around.
0: Because it, it really is just like an averages number. But you know like, what I mean, each the, time during yellow or green, no matter what, you still have you still have pretty much the exact same time in pit road because of how long it takes to change the tires and two because of pit road um, speed limit. But and we the, saw that the field field factor just, yesterday. Yeah, but just the caution, right? The field's going that much slower that during green flag run at like Richmond, you could easily go one lap down. But two if you have a really slow stop and on a caution, you're not. You're gonna oh, stay absolutely. on the lead lap if everyone comes. And,
1: and I guess like it really didn't affect it anything too much. I did see some interesting strategy from Brad Kozlowski who stayed out and then just got eaten into the field and it ended up kind of ruining his day, to be completely honest. But Hey sometimes it's hey sometimes you Jeremy he was just he want he just was feeling like he had a he had an opportunity and sometimes yep. Hey, and if it would have worked out, we would have all been. Hey, if 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 it would have
0: been Paul Wolf still, that would have worked out. Well, <laughs> hey, but no, the thing
1: about the if, if it, Brad Kay's strategy like that would have was wild, and it would have worked out. We'd be sitting here right now applauding them for how bold and yeah, like bold their strategy was. So like, you still can't like, you still gotta like give them credit if like, he did try something. Like their luck hasn't been great the last few weeks. He was like, you know what? Might as well try something. He's feeling. They, that also shows to me that they're feeling confident. They're still gonna get a win. They know they're gonna get a win there. because you know that they're was pretty. That's something. That's a and knowing that they're the last team in that garage that has that's a stable that hasn't gotten a win yet. But and we'll kind of get into another guy and another another major stable that hasn't gotten a win yet. And we're going to kind of talk about the two of them and how they're related. Talking about over Hendrick, talking about we're talking about a little HMS action. We're talking about HMS, and so. But yeah, so Denny Hamlin wins stage two, so he sweeps the first two stages here at Richmond. His home track, a track that we really expect a lot of people expected him to do well, and not only that he's having an incredible season. So this only adds almost to the almost like
0: I predicted he was going to do really well and then Paul's prediction just happened to be that much better. But we'll get into that. But in we'll get into bit.
1: that. We're getting ready to get into that. So all throughout the race though, let's keep in mind we should I should we should mention that Alex Bowman, he did start 24th just cuz of how everything works and he had that yep. he had the he ultimately was in the wreck at Martinsville and didn't finish. So he started 24th. He actually he managed to drive his way up in stage one, he grabs stage points. In stage one, Alex, Which that's
0: that's a good day just right there. If Alex you started Bo- way so, back. And so you were he started twenty
1: fourth. By the end of stage one, he was seventh. So let's keep that in mind. So he had driven already the top time. So by the end of stage two, he finished fourth. He was in fourth. So he was already back up. Now this is where it's key though. The pit cycle between stages two and three during that caution, Alex Bowman receives a pit road penalty for a loose tire. Yep. Which likely isn't a drive-through penalty. It's just back. So he, he just st- go back the longest he, line. Right. He was back. He was sent to the back of the lead lap cars, which is yep. essentially twelfth position, give or take. That was where the last of the lead lap cars were.
0: So it didn't hurt him too bad.
1: Well, it, I mean, for a, a penalty that late No, in the and race. especially and it was a, it, for timing. It was could have been the it was the best possible time. Yep. To get a penalty because you still have all of stage three at that point. Yep. Now it's Richmond and it's a short track and laps are not as long as like a talladega or a, even a mile and a half like where a lap is a little bit longer and more valuable but so we get into stage three very like i said alex bowman was in third position going in and then he's sent back to the he's basically sent back to the back of the lead cars
0: who also would have thought that stage three like normally like we're kind of saying this during martinsville too the cautions are coming out in the beginning of stage three and all the way throughout, you know what I mean? Normally.
1: But this was a very similar ending to, it was very, it was. A, a long green flag run with a green flag cycle of stops. Cautions
0: to, coming at the most critical
1: points of the race. Really too. only one though. There was really only one major Are you caution. saying like Harvick? The Harvick. When, Cause yeah. that's really like, mean, I go and look at, when I'm looking at the things that happened during stage three, you see, Denny, you see Denny, and actually Joey Logano had the better jump on the restart because Joey got past. Yep. He kind of, and I think that's kind of your Alex Bowman. It looked very, the way the move that Bowman put on to, when he had on the final For restart. Denny, but,
0: you said that was kind of similar before. But like it was he fun.
1: just did what Joey couldn't do on the initial restart and carry his speed, which I think Bowman had more speed on that final restart yep. than Joey did here. But so... Joey got up there and he really, him and Hamlin kind of just broke out, very similar to the Bristol Dirt Race. The two of them just kind of gapped out to just the two of them and were just going at it. And then eventually, Joey actually managed to get past Denny. And then so. Joey's
0: been having a great year. He's been so having far. a great year. I'm and the he, guy. And, I mean, well, and, he,
1: and, and my, the thing about Joey that's kind of different this year is he doesn't play a very. He hasn't. He's got a couple stage wins, but. He doesn't come in though until later in the race. That's when yeah. you see Joe st- into stage two, start of stage three. That's when Joey and been... And we
0: normally used to see it on days that he he dominates. He dominates. He right hasn't from had, the he hasn't had you know any, any like, and like Bristol, it's different this Bristol
1: year. dirt. He didn't start dominating the race until like right at, like I said, the end of stage two, the final run in stage two where he won stage two at Bristol dirt, and then he ultimately carried that into stage three and won the race. So he's been running really well later in the race is what I've kind of been seeing out of Joey Logano this season. But the biggest thing that really happened was we did see Martin Shemex Jr., who was running third. He had a speeding penalty on the final cycle of green yep. flag pit stops. But Kyle lu- Busch as well. And he also, had a, he also had a pit road penalty. But Shemex luckily, with a drive-through penalty, managed to stay on the lead lap coming Ended out. Up-
0: he came back and he finished and it, fifth. You
1: could argue that Schrags had a faster car at the time, but he just but through with traffic and everything. It just wasn't going to be yep. enough. But he he did he was he did manage. To, I believe he had. I believe he brought it up. He was just outside the top five. I've I no.
0: Uh, his final position. He was fifth. He He, was fifth. he, he yep. did finish
1: with the top five. So. Yep. And I know you kind of predicted that it was going to be a joe gibbs hendrick day but it was really i would say more of just a joe gibbs racing and joe gibbs is historically very good at richmond and i would expect a you
0: would b- expect him to be at the toyota owners 400 you know what i mean and that's why i think like it also like one of the biggest storylines too is is how much it was a bowman spoiling denny's day not only is it you know joe gibbs racing a really good the best uh, track try- for them it's it's the Toyota owners 400 and, and well, everything that was going the, on with It's FedEx. Super interesting.
1: Looking with uh, well, yeah, like you said, like it would have been like that if, would have
0: been a really symbolic victory for him. You know what and, I mean?
1: Yeah, exactly. And like you said though, it's like but you look at Joe Gibbs as a team. So Denny Hamlin, Martin Truex, and Kyle Busch are winners at Richmond, multi-time winners at yep. Richmond. And then you have Christopher Bell, who hasn't had as the much Cup starts at Richmond. Yep. But his and Joe Joe Gibbs equipment in the Xfinity series has three wins at Richmond. So. Yep. He's up like obviously the skill is there and the, whatever Joe Gibbs is doing in both of their in that whole garage they have that track figured out like yep. and like they kept saying like Richmond's a hard track to figure out and like Joe Gibbs just seems to be able to either bring adaptable cars to the track to where they're always baker- can adapt them to the track because that's how Richmond is it's all about adaptability. Yep. And it's just pretty. It was very. It was very impressive. They had. They might have not come away with the win, but they did get three top fives, which is out of a four car team is very, very impressive. So. I mean, how, I mean, how do you gotta?
0: I think it's we could definitely look into specifically Denny Hamlin's day a little bit because he was clearly frustrated at the end. This has kind of it's, been it's, a similar. It's, it's, very, it's been a similar Denny theme where I don't want to say necessarily he chokes, but he's there. He puts in like he puts in the hard blood and sweat of leading a lot of laps during a race. And -hmm. then someone kind of takes it away from him at the end, and he's there in second place yet again. You know what I mean? And so that's the frustrating part, right? You come in to the season up to this point with just being the most dominant car, the most consistent car, the highest in the playoffs, right? You think that's like a huge momentum builder? And if anything, at what point does that kind of start to come against him when he just – it's more frustration. It's more like, oh, I can't just finish one out and win. No. At what point does that start to affect? No,
1: and absolutely. And I think that's something like we can kind of like hit at when we kind of just finish up the highlight in the race because we'll get into the playoff standings and everything. But no, I think it's you can definitely see Denny's been doing a really good job of keeping his cool over the last couple of weeks. But yesterday, Denny was visibly frustrated. And I think... Now we've been saying oh, he's got he's frustrated. We know it. He's just not showing it. Like, and he is. He's driving probably the best he's ever driven. So I think.
0: I mean, it shows the high standards that they got at that that team. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. And so they felt like they got a championship robbed from them last year. They won the second most amount of races.
1: And yeah, but he fell apart though. That's what I'm saying. That this is where I think this is where it's a different season for Denny Hamlin. This is how he. It's a difference, and we'll. I kind of want to talk about that more when we get into the playoff. When we look back at like the. Why do you standard. think
0: it's a different season for him? Because he's being more consistent. Well, Because
1: last year, what was the biggest thing that he was that almost kept him from not making the championship four? Right. What was the what was it, it was points yeah. What does Denny Hamlin have absolutely way more of than any other driver in the Cup Series right now? See that points, and I think that's a really good.
0: I think you have a different mindset and a different perspective than I do on he's, that. He's looked because at if it. anything, I think it plays the team more of of. Oh, we have the speed. We have we have the car. We got the team. We're His putting, win is coming. We're putting ninety nine percent of races together. And we're getting points for it, but we just can't win the thing. And you know that that's what it takes well, in the what playoffs. Is, what
1: is Denny Hamlin's biggest issue? He starts out really strong. He runs really well in the regular season, and then he gets to the postseason and he he crumbles. And at this point, I'm looking at this season for Denny Hamlin. I think that he's running this season is It's going to be a. I think this season for Denny Hamlin at this point is going to be a polar opposite season from what we saw from Denny Hamlin last year, where his regular season is going to be really, really. Impressive statistically, but when you are looking at it in terms of wins, it won't be there. I am thinking at this point, from what I can see, he's gonna keep racking up the consistency like he has been. I think he's gonna grab a couple of wins, two or three, maybe a fourth, but I don't think anything super crazy. If we get to so that, you are kind of saying like a but early
0: like Jimmy Johnson type of championship this is, season. This is like a, is what, what you are alluding what to. Se-
1: what season was it? Was it the twenty thirteen or was it the twenty? It was. One of his seg not one in the five in a row, it was one of the six or seven that Jimmy was it was not super he was it, would, it might have been twenty seven in t- no, sixteen been 16. No might have,
0: no no it had if it was the five in the row at the end of that it had to have been twenty three. No, I'm saying it wasn't in the five. Oh, I think it was okay. either
1: the it was the six or the seven, the thirteen or the sixteen. One of yeah. those seasons he was kind of he was consistent and he ran really well and he had a fast car. It would just you and can, he just showed up for the that last and race. And I think Denny is going to show. No, not just for the last race. I think Denny's going to show up more. Yeah. But now, like I said, though, about the point, like that was the one thing that Denny almost, he was this close to not making it to Phoenix in the championship four because of points. He finished in the exact position he needed to finish in, points-wise, to go to Phoenix. And now, like, I'm not saying that he's points hunting. Obviously, you get a bunch of points if you win, but, like, he looks at he's looking at all of these races. His worst finish of the season is eleventh. Let's just point that out. He's one out race outside of the top ten, which every other race is a top five.
0: Let let me let me play devil's advocate to you because you bring up some really good points, and I completely agree with all of them. But last year, I would argue that Harvick was in the same position. He was not only competitive and consistent. Every well, he single was the, week. he was the regular season champion exactly. And Denny's already putting himself on a timeline for that exact thing. But hear me out. Chase Elliott was not going in the beginning of the season. And there was a lot of other cars that made some deep – hear me out on this – made some deep playoff runs and everything like that, and they just hit their momentum and everything like at the end. Now, take it a year later where we know Chase wins the championship and the dominant throughout the regular season just fell apart, and even Denny Hamlin did too. Now you have a bigger youth movement with not just Chase Elliott but with someone like Kyle Larson – William Byron, Christopher Bell—you have so many more people that are kind of in the same position that Chase was last year, with like with their momentum coming. That I see that as more possible threats to a dominant well, and, car like Denny Hamlin to hit their stride well, late in the playoffs. That's kind of like what we'll get into when because we look it's, at, his, it's his well, season to lose so far. Well, you know it, what I mean?
1: Exactly. And like when we get into the playoff standings, like it'll definitely like we can talk about and like elaborate on that more. But like just to, like finish up like Richmond really fast because kind of like talking about momentum something that was like definitely momentum was alex bowman's final run through the field yesterday and then i i remember i texted you and i said we get a caution bowman wins this race hands down like that's what i told you i was like we get the caution if not denny's gonna win the race if that race ended green flag it would have gone joey denny till the end and denny would have found a way to he would have moved him eventually. I'm pretty convinced that yeah. Denny. would But I have...
0: texted you. I thought he was taking way too long to do it because he was the longer he was you being, go, he was being nice. Exactly. And with Denny and and against Joey, you have a reason that you can. You you're, know he how wants... he would race you, but but also at the same time, the reason I talked to you is like if Denny wants the lead right now, I said he can't be this patient. One, because the longer you go, be playing Ta- nice, you're guy, killing yourself. You're killing your car. It's gonna get tighter. You might come out of completely out of the racetrack. And two exactly what happened the longer you go the more risk there is for a caution coming which i think out.
1: denny might have been banking on there being a caution though because he knew he was better on the restarts and he knew if he was in second that, that might be was, a good point he was but he was still better at joey during that well, time right and there joey lagana is the kind of guy that he wants you to move him he will not he's not going to give it to you. he wants you to move him like with your race car and that's the only way you're going to get around him yeah that late in the race when it's that on the line you're going to just have to he's you, he's not going to just move up when you get in the corner but that,
0: that's why i still think when you look at the net caution no caution i still think he needs to get around him he had the better car on that run than joey legano so he needs to get through even if a caution comes out and you would say that he burned up his stuff or anything like that going well, they, for the lead the, doesn't matter the, he's coming in and getting crushed tires was, with everyone the else. caution
1: was like i think it was about 10 or 15 laps after the final green flag run so everyone was running pretty decent equipment because the caution came out with tw- the caution came out with 18 laps to go. They restarted with 12. Bowman officially cleared Denny with nine to go, and then after that it was done. It was wrapped.
0: And also, did did before that caution, was Bowman actually in third, or yes. didn't he gain a position on he passed, that road? He
1: passed Bell right before going into He had passed Christopher Bell. Like, okay. I can't remember if that and was his I that guy. I remember you texted or... me, and I told you, I said, because Joey was leading at the caution when the caution came out, and I said, yep. You said Bowman will go behind Joey, probably. I was like, no, he's going to go behind Denny, because Denny's been better on restarts. And what emboldened the polled, he goes behind Denny. Joey ended up just not being there. And he was in control car, which was the crazy part. Yep. And Bowman dusts Joey and then basically gets right up on the Denny and says, oh, yeah, you're going to – and he moved Denny. And, and I also went, think
0: it's funny that Denny chose, didn't he, he chose the outside. Yeah, but the outside
1: he, was really fast on the restarts.
0: Yeah, but he struggled he struggled on yeah, the outside Bo- uh, during Bo- the beginning well, of the race. Bo- That's why I thought it shocked me. Well, because
1: I- Bowman beat him to the inside. Yeah. That's how Bowman ultimately got the pass Bowman got past Joey really quick. And when Denny was still kind of running high, he got to the lower left. He got to the left side quarter panel on Denny yep. and basically blocked him for where Denny could come out. like and they were coming out of the corner side by side. And it was all yep. about Bowman was yeah on the straightaways Denny kind of had better drive because he was coming off and going onto the outside wall but going into the corner Bowman was able to hit the inside of the corner and ultimately lap it after doing that for about three laps it pretty much Bowman and then once Bowman got clear of Denny it was yeah and he said like Bowman said he said he's never had more grip he's like and you could, it definitely looked like he had more grip but he had the car. I could have never guessed that Alex, but I really took it. Like that was really just like close my eyes and threw even, a dart at the dart. You
0: told me after you made that prediction last week, and I will 100% Paul deserves 100% credit, praise, whatever you guys can give him this week because he said, uh, I might win it. It's Alex Bowman. Someone who historically hasn't been good at Richmond. Hendrick has really struggled at Richmond. You know what I mean? Someone who's had first speed. Win,
1: first win since 2008 at Richmond for HMS. Yeah, that's crazy. You know so what the 100% 100% you. last car to win at Richmond for HMS was? Wasn't it Gordon? It was the 48, I believe, is what I saw. Oh,
0: you're right. You're right. So, because that was 2008.
1: I believe it was 2008 oh is my when I saw hey, Hendrick. Hendrick has historically just not been. Yeah. This is not Martinsville. That's a tale of two tapes. Martinsville, Hendrick is the best team at. Yep. Richmond, it's like all Joe Gibbs. It's all Joe. Yep. G- but hey, every once in a while, like I said, and I really, like I said, I just said, I went with the simple logic is, is like, Alex Bowman does good with low tire wear on tracks that are super slick I knew that it was a day race I knew that Richmond was concrete I figured he has he's had see, decent see but
0: you shouldn't second guess yourself like it's a good thing you had that pick you you're like afterwards like I think I picked too much of a wild card for my win it and I, I agreed with you I'm like okay that's a crazy pick and then it look your intuition pays off Paul you have you have the NASCAR gods on your side
1: I was just I don't know I felt good about it I just had a good feeling I was just like a hunch but you did I will say you beat me in fantasy this week. It was close. It was less. Everything was, was a single digit Which win. Which is funny
0: because I used your strategy. I didn't back it up with any stats. Well, I said last week I'm going purely and honestly, on intuition.
1: I'm not mad because I you even pl- applauded my picks last week because I took a more of a and I only had one driver outside of the top ten out of all my picks. So like yep. And then b- believe, blow and behold, the one guy I was was Chase Elliott. He was my and he was 12th. Yep. So I really and he and I will say like. Chase's 12th, just on t- Chase's 12th, Chase Elliott did not have a good day. Like, that team just worked and just managed to. And that, that's all I have to say is Chase Elliott had a really bad day yesterday. It at attracted his average. And he still at. came
0: home 12th with a terrible card that was literally tied off in the beginning. They made an adjustment that went the wrong way. way, it ended up getting even worse the second run. It really and it wasn't comes
1: home 12th. Larson and Elliott were really quiet all day, and it was really more of Byron. It really wasn't even Byron. Byron was just a top ten car all day, and he just kind of chilled on that six, seven, eight spot. He never really broke the top five. That showing much.
0: showing a lot of experience, well, he's got, right I there. think he's at
1: seven or eight can, top top tens in a row right now. Like a stat, yeah. That like
0: I think isn't he fourth in the championship
1: in the in the playoffs? He's he's, he's up there. He's no, he's he's high up in the he for the standings. I yeah, William, he's yeah, he's fourth. He's the highest Chevy driver in the points right now cuz it's the top 5 is Denny Truex, which is funny cuz this this is
0: I mean, we've brought this up a couple times before, but that's these are improvements that should not go overlooked with William Byron, right? The biggest thing he had speed when Hendrick first started getting speed but just couldn't finish races. Well, Hendrick had, and he's finishing races and consistently I think too. we can
1: all agree that Hendrick found the speed was that last year was where they came with the speed for the first time in a long time yeah, Hendrick had. This,
0: yeah, the speed's been there, but now they're they're putting full team wins together. They got the right crew the, chief with the right drivers. Everything, the, gar- the stars well, are aligning perfect.
1: It's not just like one, in, or like last year. Well, because I was talking to somebody about this, like when was the last time Hendrick, okay, they had three wins. They had three teams with wins last year, but when yep. was the last time that Hendrick had three teams with wins nine races into the season?
0: yeah and you well okay here's okay here's a way too early and not backed up enough like analogy but i like to think of think about the young drivers over at hendrick right now and we always talk like the reason you and i love hendrick because we grew up watching you know hendrick. jeff gordon jimmy johnson and, I think, and dale earnhardt jr and now it's cool because now we got the young guys and all of a sudden they're kind of becoming well, their own well, brand and that's, they're that's becoming hendrick's, their own studs you, at hendrick
1: hendrick's is full of young guns right now. They don't have a. They don't have an old like Jimmy was like their last like of the old dogs on that team because now Larson is twenty. Which is funny that what, Larson's is twenty. Funny that it's it's the Larson's youth not movement. even thirty yet, and he's the oldest driver on the team. Bowman's yep. the second oldest.
0: Well, it's a youth movement versus the veterans. It is Hendrick Motorsports versus Joe Gibbs Racing right now, and then Penske's obviously yeah because got their they're they're in the middle. In both.
1: P- Penske is right in the middle, and exactly. Joe Gibbs is full of the old dogs. They're still, yeah. Running, Christopher
0: like, Bell's the only one that's and, not, he,
1: and I think he's arguably like the best fit for the young guns of that team. But let's just kind of go over our fancy picks real quick because I feel yeah. like well, we, I, know yeah, wanna, we, I know we want to I know we want to get into the playoff talk because I know there's he, a lot of conversation. Yep. That and we, also, ha, we, we got to give a shout
0: out to the underdogs because there were some people that oh, had had really good races people, that didn't need to. Teams, just exactly. garages. There yep. was a,
1: it was a whole full of heartbreak in the underdog department this week. I feel like so. Yep. I would just kind of dive into my picks real quick. I had Kyle Busch, who finished eighth, but that was a great recovery. Like, as we said, a late pit road penalty for him in stage three. So he brought it back at one of his better tracks. So it shows his resiliency. And so an eighth place finish for Kyle Busch, I'm really happy with that. Joey Gano, third place. Can't be, can't complain. Chase Elliott, I'm 12th place. Like we just talked about, it's, it's all yeah. right. It's all good. Alex Bowman. First, baby. My guy. Second time this season I've had the winner in fantasy, but first time I got the win it, so that was... So this is two weeks in a row that no, you and I have called a win it. And, so. like, I think that's our. That's what I texted Tristan yesterday. Anyone like, who doubted so, our intuition well, or it was here. funny because we joked about because three weeks ago we made it so clear to how hard it would be to pick a win it. Like, it, like how, like, and then Tristan goes the next week and picks Martin Shricks Jr. last week at Martinsville, and I, lo and behold, take a shot in the dark and just got Alex Bowman on a good week and so I, and then I had Austin Dillon, who finished 10th, so another top 10. So I had four of the, f- four of the five were in the I top 10. I thought that 10. was a
0: great wild card pick, and I was super jealous that you picked him. He, he had
1: a tough day. He had the work. He had a really, but he had, I mean, he's I really. I mean, it's a
0: win to have a, have an underdog pick, get a top 10. But I like, think.
1: And he's really good at Richmond. Like, he is, like, I would, after the watching him yesterday, I would take the cake that Austin Dillon is, like, one of his, like, statistically better tracks. And oh. also, quick shout out to Ryan Blaney, who had his best finish at Richmond yeah. ever. A track that he's statistically not great. At. finished just outside the top ten and eleventh place. Yeah,
0: that's so, a good day too. I mean, like for me, I was just—I think I had the more consistent fantasy. Day. I just want to—I just both- want to see
1: what what because I know the only reason that me and like the one thing that kept us like between each other this weekend points was like one driver. I feel like there was one driver that you had that did just a little bit better than... Uh, no, it was two, because the only ones we shared was Chase and Logano. Okay, and Chase was outside the top 10, so he's kind of... Well, then, it
0: doesn't matter. It equalizes yeah, because we well, both yeah, picked Chase. Yeah, and then Joey had third. You you picked the one. I had Hamlin in second and Martin Truex in fifth, okay. and that's really what set me apart. I also had Kevin Harvick, which was going to even kill you by even more if he wouldn't have yeah, blown that tire. Yeah, that's what I was... So, yeah. Because I thought that was a good underdog pick because... SHR, right? Everything well, that, they've been going through. And Harvick specifically at Richmond was an underdog pick and it was working out and then it just fell well, apart at the
1: end. Perfect kind of tie into so like let's go into underdog of the day. My underdog of the day isn't necessarily a driver. I have Stuart Haas Racing and it's a whole not because it was like the I wouldn't say the whole garage had a great day, but their two top performers are the guys that we expected that garage to do well weekend and week out. Yep. Did really well. And Kevin Harvick. Ran really well, close to the top ten all day. Actually had a top five and sta- running in late stage two was running in the top five. Finished fifth at the end of stage two. Yep. Eric Almarola f- was running at twelfth at the end of stage one, so running very well up at the front. Ended up grabbing a stage point. I think I believe he finished eighth at the end of stage two, and then he ultimately finished sixth, having a great a run. Great he had a great run on that final restart. He took full advantage of that final restart and was able to grab a sixth place run for him, so a guy that we've been kind of a little bit concerned about, Eric Amarola having bringing home a great day for that 10 team, so I, I think I also
0: sure. think we need, I mean, I had Eric Amarola as my underdog, my second
1: one I had Matty D. Oh, absolutely, like no, another driver Ninth very nice place sa- finish and
0: normally because he, he'll run up in the top 15 and everyone gets excited and they'll get a shout out on the broadcast, they'll be like Oh, Matty D is doing really well. They, well. they and gave then him a shout fade. out yesterday. Right. But then he normally fades like those last 20 laps or something like that. And way to finish out a day strong, especially a hard fought race at Richmond where easily the tides could have turned on him in that last pit stop right on that caution or just that last restart. And it didn't. So great way to capitalize on it. Um, and it really it sets a good tone going into the playoffs especially when everything playoff points top 10 for a finish and everything like that really yeah, and He was up. another
1: guy that needed like a similar to Almarola, who just has has a really slow start to the year and just kind of Needs to get going but now I know we can finally come back to this We kind of we put a pin in it a little bit earlier because you we were getting a little off the road But like now we're back to the playoffs. So now Alex Bowman our eighth winner of the year he now officially joins Michael McDowell Christopher Bell William Byron Kyle Larson, Martin Truex Jr., Ryan Blaney, and Joey Logano as the other drivers that are locked into the playoffs for now. Let's just mention, though, now let's think about this, Tristan. So let's go back to this. We are looking at a 16-team playoff field, a 16-team playoff field, correct? Already halfway filled with winners. And we are at eight winners, and we are nine races into the season. We are officially a quarter of the way. We, We are now, like, officially a quarter of the way into the year, and we are... 50% 50% full on the playoff field. Yeah. So uh, here's what I have. And, like, here's the stat for you. that I, This is what I wanted to tell you that's going to blow your mind. So, okay. So consider this. The four most winning-ish drivers of 2020 last year, the 2020 season, had 25 wins combined for the whole season. Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin, Chase, Chase Elliott, and Brad K. had okay. 25 wins combined. Do you see anything? Look at this season and then look at the, like, Those four drivers are not—we're not on that list of drivers that I just read with wins this
0: year. Well, that thing is, I don't—you'll have four—I think you'll still have around four drivers that will have the most wins and kind of be pretty evenly set. But it's not going to be, like, 11 wins, 7 wins, 5 wins. No, it's going to be, like, all of them have, like, maybe 3 or 4. You know what I mean? It's going to be more of an even spread. And I think
1: that those four are still going to get a win. So that's going to be 12 spots. That that ultimately goes to 12. That puts yep. us at 12 immediately. So and then I think honestly those la- that leaves that last four. I think the last four is I'm not going to I'm just going to leave that. I'm not going to even try to predict that last four. I'm just going to leave it wide open because you have guys like Kurt Bush, Austin Dillon, Tyler Reddick, Chris Busher, Ryan Newman. All of these guys. I think those are honestly. I think I think we're going to get to 12. And then I think those last four spots will be the points paying spots. Yeah. That Ralsh Fenway could easily grab both two of those. And then yeah. who else who knows? Who might, who might need to grab the last one? Kurt Bush.
0: Ricky Stenhouse. Maybe. I think Kurt Busch will be in a little bit more than that. Um, I think that consistency is really gonna come through well, but he it's is, still too early to tell, right? I mean, who who's saying that Austin Dillon couldn't have a little bit of a slump here or something like that and then all of a sudden he's in the bubble.
1: Well next I'm saying, like you got like the, the thing about the NASCAR season, it's a long season. There's gonna be you're gonna have highs and lows. Every driver does. Every driver has a run where they're doing really, really well. Yep. And every driver has a run where they're not unless you're Kevin Harvick in twenty twenty and you just win at least a quarter of every you win one in four races throughout the whole year. So Yep it's not like i guess that's like a different example but for most drivers you're going to have guys that are going to be really hot right now in the early like spring, in the spring part of the season and you're going to have guys that heat up in the summer and like when they when we get into the summer run which i'm so excited about you're going to have those guys that heat up during the summer and then you're going to have the guys that get hot in the fall yeah so it's a big there's a, it's a big season we got a long season left but i think it's super cool to see eight different winners this early in the year. Because I know that we're going to get into it where we're going to start seeing a lot of these guys yep. repeat win eventually. But I think the fact that we're still seeing new winners is awesome. I think so,
0: too. And I and it's, I don't know, it's just exciting to think. Now, because but, you don't know. It's nice to not know who, like, when there's multiple favorites coming into the race, it's not just the Denny versus or, Harvick show. It's not just uh, Kyle Busch. Over we're course. Chase, Chase Elliott's going to win this row course. Or we're Harvick.
1: There. You know, oh, we're at a road course, like, oh, Chase Elliott's going to win. Like, yeah. Nothing new. It's so
0: nice that to have that. Well, and that's other thing, that's too. Kind is of, I, th- I think this is why it, I think you're in a vulnerable spot like Denny Hamlin. If you're the championship favorite for a while because there's so many other threats, there's so many other opportunities with how competitive the field's gotten that I think the odds are kind of against you being, being the favorite in a way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's why I think there's even more pressure on him in, in that type of scenario.
1: Well, and kind of just like taking that. And we're gonna kind of, kind of using that as like a step into going into this in a, week
0: Into Talladega.
1: When I was looking at, and like I, I tried, I really did. I looked up the race results from last year, and I was like, yep. I looked at them. I saw the top five. I said, this is not gonna help me at all. In I terms didn't even of pull it up, Paul. Nope. So no. Nope. And basically, like for my fantasy picks, I pretty much I'm going. I am basic. I went with five guys that don't have a win this year. Okay. A, a couple of. I'd say three of them I think could have a win this year. I think two I picked th-
0: three that didn't have a win. I feel like that's pretty good. That do have a win. That don't. So only two that. And I'm not do. saying that
1: there's nothing. I'm just I can't. It's Talladega. It's unpredictable. Yeah. I have a couple of guys that I haven't used picks for this year. So yep, because that, that's it, the thing it's, I, it's didn't it's want, I didn't want. It's a clean house. Too many. It's, good it's honestly picks. A, it's honestly a clean house pick for me. I use a couple picks. I used. I'd say I picked one guy that's really solid. Like I have a solid – my one like solid pick but like let's just before we get into fantasy we can kind of just talk about talladega Dega, the longest track on our schedule officially 2.66 miles the craziest track on this the craziest arguably a little bit but i i I don't know would you pick which one would in terms of the racing because you can only compare it to one other track in terms of racing i think the racing at talladega is typically better yeah, how how often the last four years? I think have we it had gets a, a little
0: crazier. It's a wider track than Daytona, so how often you can we really a, make it go four wide. We
1: get overtime a lot more at Talladega, so which yep. means ultimately overtime guarantees you close finishes. So the finishes are a lot closer at Talladega in yep. more recent memory. I don't think the wrecks are as insane, but like they are, like they can be pretty crazy at Talladega. Yeah, but. I think of Kyle Larson a couple of years ago flipping there, Kurt Busch the only thing last year personally I'm not usually one to be very excited for a super speedway like Talladega or, but because of this season and because of the unique situation that we've been thrown into this year which I love I'm I'm, quite, I'm kind of excited just for something unpredictable because honestly like all these other tracks that we've been to that we usually feel like we can predict I think out of all of them which ones have like our actual favorites done well Martinsville was a guarantee we both said Truex would run well at Martinsville but other than that, what other track has – Chase Elliott ran pretty I think, well. I at- think
0: the biggest reason I like a super speedway, and I think a lot of NASCAR fans do, even if you don't like seeing the wrecks, it's the fact that there's a perceived risk and almost well, – the- an understanding that knowing that a wreck's going to happen. So even when you're down to the last couple of laps, you're always on the edge of your seat because it's not just like, oh, someone's literally a couple of seconds ahead, and it's, oh, are we going to catch them? It's no – is a crash gonna happen? What's gonna happen? Who's gonna make the move? Where's it gonna come from? You know what I mean?
1: So at least we're gonna like the part that I think is kind of funny is we're going from one racetrack that we saw this week at Richmond that has pretty much zero to no cautions in a race, and we're gonna go. It's Richmond is it's sand- a wreck fest. well, it's sandwiched in between basically two of the most caution-filled tracks on our entire schedule, being Martinsville and Talladega. Yep. So, but I'm excited. I think I mean, I'm I'm really excited for the unpredictability because looking I f- at
0: I feel confident about my my picks knowing like knowing that it's Talladega, knowing that these are the shots in the dark,
1: really. But like I think it's I don't I think there's obviously like a Super Speedways there are fa- there are favorites and then there are the guys that you just can never predict because there are guy The thing about the Super Speedway is is it's everyone's going to be for the like that's what I'm saying. You can look at a team like SHR they, they're. I would, I'm looking at a team like SHR to honestly do really well this weekend with their whole organization because I don't think that's a they, bad pick. They haven't had the speed that necessarily every other team has had this year, but here it's it's Talladega. It's free. Yep. It's not necessarily about the speed. It's about how good of a driver you are and how good of a drafting you are and how good you are at reading the air into and,
0: and anyone that that has been going through a slump or a team that doesn't necessarily have the speed. Talladega, as scary as it is.
1: A season
0: it's an opportunity that's that's what it is you know what i, I mean? mean your
1: boy blaney if it wasn't for talladega he probably wouldn't have two of his career he wouldn't have two wins at least right he's got yeah. he's got well i know chase four.
0: he's got four total right
1: he's got two po- talladegas pocono, pocono and robo
0: oh five then because atlanta
1: oh you're right he he's stole atlanta yeah. and i know chase has a win at talladega he one of his wins is hamlin won
0: last year at talladega
1: the second time stole it from maddie d but Blaney won the first race at Talladega. He won this race last year. Was
0: that when he barely beat out Eric Jones and Newman? Yeah.
1: No, Eric Jones was – you are you you have them confused. You have the two races mixed up.
0: Because there's one where he door slammed Eric Jones and got the win, and then the other well, one Eric where he jo- barely
1: well, beat Newman. Well, Eric Jones finished second to Denny Hamlin in the fall race. And so
0: – No, no, no. I, I I know. I distinctly remember. Eric Jones. One of Ryan Blaney's wins at Talladega was when Eric Jones in the 20 car was getting a good run. He kind of blocked him into the wall. Eric Jones wrecks. Ryan Blaney comes and wins. And I don't know if this was the same race or his other win at Talladega was when he barely inched
1: out Ryan Newman. It was that close. Well, it's like that at Talladega every year. Though. I feel like the like I said, the last four Talladega races, they have to bring out the little camera because yeah, that clo- because they've gone to overtime though. Like, yep. yes, do I wish we could have a Talladega race where we don't have to go to overtime? Yeah, but like everyone, like the, the, the Talladega is not fun though if there's not overtime. The finishes are probably going to be some two guys that are going to be up in front of everybody by three seconds. With yeah, and, and with that being said, is like
0: go ahead, and give me an idea of what you're kind of like. Your thinking was when you picked like your first pick, like where
1: did you even start with like your your pattern of thinking here? Where did you the guy that won the most recent race at Talladega, Denny Hamlin, who's also the best super speedway racer in all of NASCAR right now, arguably? Who I think is the best super speedway racer in NASCAR at the current moment. And I think Toyotas have a lot of speed at super speedways, they showed that at yep. Daytona. So he's your number one pick right away, Denny yeah, Hamlin. Yeah, he's my safe pick. He's the guy that, Like out of all these guys on this list, I said none of them had to win. Yep. But he's the guy, like I said, he's the pick that's like I think nice. he's the favorite going into this race. Well, yeah, because he's good at Talladega. He's won at Talladega each he's won there last year, he won there the and year. And I think before. it's also partner it's like coupled with the fact that he hasn't got a win
0: yet. So we think that this is just another opportunity for him to get his first win. And I would be if mad. it was, imagine you say Denny Hamlin is not gonna get a, a win until week ten
1: and it's gonna be at Talladega. When everyone thought he was gonna win the day 500. Yeah. I mean, he was a favorite to win the day. He's right. been. I mean, you could argue that Denny Hamlin's been a favorite every single race of this season, including the first one. Yeah. He also. You also don't win.
0: So, so who are your other picks then?
1: Uh, my second pick is Kurt Busch. I don't think that's a bad pick. Ganassi has been really terrible this year. I'll literally, I just come out and say it. Ganassi has been pretty awful this year. Yeah. I've been really disappointed with them because usually they're more decent they can at least i feel like they compete more with rcr and looking at how their programs are they're both chevy and RCR teams seems they're to both be two cars rcr seems to be really decent this year yep and ross testing has been irrelevant at every single race this season the 42 yeah. car has been I mean, irrelevant. Doesn't even come on the broadcast hardly ever. Yeah. Kurt Busch is there because he has big sponsorship, and he usually has an in-card cam, and he's a champion, so he still gets some coverage on the broadcast. He just got the and
0: he'll get you a good solid finish usually all the time. Oh, and, I, and, and, I like, and I'm a big Kurt
1: Busch fan. I like Kurt Busch a lot. I, I think like older re- Kurt Busch. I like Kurt I like tamed Kurt Busch. I mean, but then, so I'm picking Kurt Busch. He can win at Talladega. He has a win pretty recently at Talladega. One if, if I can if remember correctly, I'm picking Kevin Harvick. Okay. So that was your SHR. I, uh, there's SHR. Yep. I think he's. Kevin Harvick is pretty good at super speedways. He can. It's it's a neutral. It's more of a driver centric race at super speedways. Kevin Harvick is one of the best drivers in NASCAR. Mm-hmm. So I give him the benefit of a the doubt there. Okay. I'm picking Bubba Wallace. I picked him at the 500. I'm picking him. I think I picked him at the 500, but I'm picking. I like I like the risks you're taking. These are good because these are normal, and I
0: think it's smart for you too because you only you have you a limited. Have any, you have limited picks. Well, you haven't even
1: heard my last pick. You thought that was like you have I still got. Give one Give me a more. clue. Let me let me guess. It's a like forward.
0: How? It's either Chris Busher or Matt Debatedo. It's Chris
1: Busher. I like
0: that. I was thinking Chris Busher this whole time too, but I'm glad we picked different people.
1: Do we have like five completely different people for the first? Uh, time? Yeah,
0: I think we only have one in common.
1: Is it Denny? Yeah. Yeah, So And bad. he's not my one pick. Well, it doesn't matter. It's like, yeah, unless it does. Like, me and you've been trying to figure that out. Yeah. Like, your order of it matters. If anyone knows, Bef- let us before, know. Before
0: I before I say my fantasy, because this is what I think. Who's gonna do the best? I, I really want, I want a wish list. I want either Ryan Newman or Matt Debeno to win. Matt, imagine if Matt e. D wins. What that would mean? So who? Which imagine if it? a Newman would win. So which
1: ones are winning? Neither one. No.
0: That's my wish list in a perfect, perfect, perfect world. I went a little bit more conservative. Anyway, my I, fantasy picks: number one, Joey Logano. We know he's going to be aggressive at a place like Talladega. He's good at Talladega. He's good at Talladega. I think the momentum's really going his way. I think
1: he. I mean, we were, we we were saying early on that Blaney looks to be the better Penske car when he it when he's got the speed he is consistency, yeah. it's Joey Logano all day. Joey yep. wins like the most consistent Penske driver week yep. in and week out.
0: And and I think I can kind of continue that when my second pick is Ryan Blaney. I'm kind of going all in on Penske this week and I don't have a Hendrick car. I only have one Joe Gibbs car, which is Denny Hamlin. I didn't pick And then the week. other two are what we can kind of consider underdogs. So basically my top three fancy picks Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney, Denny Hamlin. My fourth one, I'm picking Austin Dillon. I think RCR, their super speedway program's come a long way. We know he can win at a super speedway. He won the Daytona 500, so I think that translates, and I think he he has good momentum coming off of Richmond. I definitely think he wish he would have ran a little bit better considering how good of a track that's been to him recently. Um, and so I think he's my wild. He's one of my wild card picks. My fifth one, I'm picking Eric Amarola. We know he's won here at Talladega before. SHR. I wanted an SHR car, and it was either between Kevin Harvick and Amarola. And if I think a better use of my fantasy, it's definitely Amarola Eric is a Omarillo. better pick. But
1: I kind of think my I, I I'm more I pick more because f- I pick drivers in fantasy that I like want to do well. Like yeah, I, I kind of like yeah, like I pick guys that I think will finish well, but I also pick drivers that like I want to see like. If, win. if I
0: only pick drivers that I want to see win, I would lose. Every single week yeah, but because that's kind of just, you think I'm, you
1: have my strategy figured out, but I usually pick people that I like want to see do well. Yeah. So like and guess what? Like the people I pick usually do well. So like
0: Yeah. No, like, I, I like don't get me wrong. I really I think it would be so cool in a in a year where there's so many different winners or something like that, we just we get a win. cool storyline like Ryan Newman winning. That would be awesome. I'd be cool. I that. would love to see that. And I think there would be a lot of old time NASCAR fans that would really like that too.
1: It'd be it'd be fun, it'd be cool to see someone. I just think it'd be cool to see. Okay, was I happy that Michael McDowell won the Daytona 500 initially? No.
0: Yeah, I'm happy looking I'm back.
1: I'm happy looking back because it sparked what is probably like one of the most memorable starts of a NASCAR season we've had in recent memory. So like it's cool. It's like yeah, okay. If like Ryan Newman won the da- like won Talladega, it'd be super awesome. I would personally rather see Ryan Newman win than Chris Buescher. Personally. I would. I think who, I, who do I think has a better shot based off consistency from the season? Chris Busher has way better of a shot. He's been far more consistent than Ryan Newman this year.
0: Imagine what the NASCAR community would do too if Matty D won.
1: I think this is arguably Bubba Wallace's best shot for a win I think until we go to Talladega in the playoffs. And he had
0: a really disappointing day at Richmond considering the, the slow gains that they were making throughout the season. I think Richmond was a step backwards. That's what I'm saying. So I think Talladega, like you're saying, is exactly that. It's an opportunity.
1: It's 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 his best opportunity. But listen
0: to this. Listen to what we're talking about. This is Talladega. We just named like five, six drivers that normally aren't even in the conversation for being a winner, and we all think, oh, I could see them winning. Like it's the only
1: thing about Talladega that I do like is like you get it opens up a door to everybody. else. like Ricky Stenhouse. In Jr. In, a,
0: in a season that the door's already wide. Ricky Stenhouse than
1: ever. Jr. had a second place finish at Talladega last year.
0: I mean, he's won two at two at Daytona, right? He's won both of the... No, he won a Talladega race and he won a
1: Daytona. I think when Daytona, it was he, he won, race. He
0: won the... What's it? The Pepsi 400?
1: Or a Coke Zero 400. They change yeah, it every whatever year. It's the 400 mile race it at w- Daytona. It used to be
0: the 4th of July race at Daytona. It, it, I don't think it is this It's year. not anymore, but he won that and he won Talladega. It's
1: now the season finale. Yep. It's the regular season finale. Yeah, the one
0: William won last year. Yep. No, but I th- I think I think those are all good picks. With that being said... No Hendrick who, cars between the two of us. I know,
1: weird, right? I just don't think... I, honestly, Chase had a second place at the 500, which is great. But, like, Hendrick just does... I think Hendrick focuses more on... Their road course program is the best at NASCAR and the Cup Series, personally. I mean, obviously, they don't have a win. Christopher Bell has the low I was going to say,
0: Christopher Bell and Martin Truex Jr. are both good in their era in the road course.
1: Yeah, who right won all now. the road courses last year? Chase Elliott. Or Hendrick, so I mean, well, in general, Hendrick, but yeah, Chase did so, like, well, you you
0: can't just say Hendrick because it was all Chase Elliott. Yeah, it wasn't like another Hendrick car in addition. But like I said, I think, but
1: like me and you both agree that I that Joe Gibbs will win a road course. Yep. Maybe with your ex. And and this is this is going to
0: go in with my prediction. I think Kyle Busch is going to win the first road course of the season, which which is well
1: second because we've already had one. Oh, okay. Well, correct. Joe Gibbs already has. Yeah, it. I mean, guess I mean, we like an just, accident, No, it's fine. Yeah. We both just contradic- contradicted ourselves because I said Joe Gibbs will get a road course win, which they already have one. They have the and only one. And
0: you're like Hendricks going to dominate the road course?
1: No, like I mean, I think Chase will probably win one. I think Chase wins the Glen. Yeah. I probably. I mean, if like early on, I pick him to win the. Glen. I might have to go home for that race. He's the best at the Glen. TrueX is also good at the Glen, but like if TrueX is going to win, he's going to win at a track that he's good at, which is Sonoma. Yeah, I and mean, he's really good at Sonoma. Yeah, Chase Harvick's not bad at dude, Sonoma. And see, I think those they didn't race Sonoma last year. The last time they went to Sonoma, it was Chase was good, but TrueX won. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It'll be interesting
0: Truex, to see how that changes now that.
1: But like I said, I do think Kyle Busch has a really good shot to win at a road course. But I think he so.
0: Did. So with that being said, back to Daga though,
1: who is your winner and who is your it? Who do we want to start with the winner or do we want to start? because it's Let's Talladega. start with
0: Racket this time because I think that's on the front of everyone's minds. With
1: <sighs> so with with one good point about SHR, there must come. There is a second side. And I'm sure I've already picked this guy to be the Racket this year. I think I might have picked him at the 500 to be the Racket. But I'm picking Chase Briscoe again. I think I picked Cole Custer at the 500. I think you picked Cole so, Custer. I think you picked it.
0: Or maybe I did. I think I picked Eric Amarillo one week.
1: I'm picking Chase Briscoe to be the Racket this week. It's his first cup series start at talladega he wasn't super great on the super speedways last year in the xfinity series yep he's gonna be in the back it's gonna be that's not where you want to be at talladega because that's where all that's where that's where everything gets bad so he'll just be there he'll he'll just get loose he'll shake it up he'll be on the bottom someone will break him loose and he'll just go up into the wall and yep there it goes what about you christopher bell could also be a Cray pick,
0: right? And it kind of for the same exact reason as you, younger driver, big tech, and this is, wasn't it. It was Super Speedway. I don't know if it was Daytona or Talladega. I believe it was a Super Speedway where he hit someone in the back really aggressively, turned him around, caused a huge wreck right in the front of the field, and that was the famous. Oh no, that was Tyler Reddick when Newman was like, oh, he ran out of talent. Um But no, I, I definitely think Christopher Bell. There's a good chance that he causes a wreck this
1: week. I see it. I'd buy it. Win it! I'm going on with uh, Kurt Busch. I my, like it. My only Chevy driver. In I'm, my I'm writing this down
0: because I, dude. Honestly, imagine if we could keep the streak alive between you and me. We get we call the winner three. Dude, weeks I'm feeling good that, at I, this honestly.
1: Point, I could have had a better pick for. Richmond because Richmond's pretty predictable, and now like I, I made a very unpredictable pick.
0: If we get three wins of calling it in a row, then you, you, let all listeners have a responsibility to share this yeah. with all your friends, I mean, other listeners, I, right? I, think, I think, for your NASCAR f- betting odds and all that. I think the
1: fact that we got two in a row deserves pretty much, I think. yeah. But we have credibility, we now. have credibility. I, I, if we had, if, if we didn't have it before, we know what we're talking about, believe it or not.
0: We might not sound like it sometimes, but so but all right. So who is
1: your safe win it for this week? As you say, I
0: think Joey Logano. I think we're not going to see, which is funny, right? I'm like, so you think, is so a, you think Daga is, play- is
1: going to provide a repeat winner in yeah. the season amongst winners? Yeah, you think, I think
0: it's going to be the ultimate cliche
1: because the 500 wasn't. Yeah, because the, the 500 I, we wanted the cliche. It'll be ironic. Everyone, wa- I would say everybody, a lot of people wanted the cliche at the 500, aka they wanted Denny to win three in a row. Yeah which would have kept the streak alive of a uh, I wouldn't yep. say but like a these like a good a better driver winning the 500 yep. or winning I, I I'm betting
0: road. I think Penske's going to have a good showing at Talladega <coughs> and I definitely think I think we're going to have some underdogs be really close similar to the Talladega race last year we had William Byron up there and we had Matty D and then I think someone
1: William Byron won I guess we're talking about Hendrick at Super Speedways. I guess Hendrick does have Oh uh, no I was
0: way. I was specifically talking about the Talladega race mm. last year not Daytona talking about the Talladega race uh, where Matty D went below the yellow line, got mm. disqualified, um, and Denny Hamlin also went below the yellow line but got away with it, and he won it's he's Denny because he's Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited for Talladega. Uh, make sure you guys go ahead and share this podcast. Give us a review. It really helps us out a lot. Go ahead comment in the reviews. Write us a review on Apple Podcasts, wherever you got to go. Tell us who your favorite driver is. We'll include him in the episode more. Um Basically, we want to try to, you know, keep you guys involved. Well, yeah, and, like, especially,
1: um, like, we just talked about it. Like, we have, like, Dago's great because we get to talk about guys that we don't typically talk about. So, like, if you guys have a driver that you want us to talk about more, you guys just, like, you're new to the sport and this you're just interested in a certain driver, let us know. We'd be yeah. happy to kind of go into them. Like, we're
0: really excited. We got listeners everywhere. We're in, I think we're close to 20 states now and awesome. two countries. So that that's, like, really cool. I mean, it's all over. And, like, I think when we first started this – we didn't, we knew that it was going to take some time to build a following, but we didn't know how diverse of a following that was naturally going to be right from the beginning.
1: It's awesome. That's just how, and like we all, like I saw, I tell people all the time that NASCAR fans are the best fans in any, in any American or any sport in that. Like we yep. are like, we are like a, we're a fan base. Like you're, you're in or you're in or you're out. Like, you yep. know, you love it or you don't. And like. And once you and like for the people that are new, like you come in, like you might see it, but like over time it's 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 a it's a development over time because you get a tat because you have guys in the sport for fifteen seasons. It's, you get like, a,
0: it's community. It's yeah, like,
1: exactly. And you have guys like And you really see that when you're actually at
0: the races too, when you're when you're even before the event. Like even when I was just in Atlanta, right? You see that. You can feel it.
1: But yeah, guys. So follow us on Instagram. We are on Instagram, so you guys can reach out to us there. You guys at the Bump and Run Broadcast. Please hit us. You guys can hit us with your questions. who so you guys see what we got going on, and we're working on some cool content for that. So should be really fun. But make sure you guys like and review the podcast. We are available on
0: a lot. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spreaker, uh, radio, radio, Radio Public. We're everywhere yeah
1: so yeah like review the share share with your friends if you have you guys are all if you got someone that's interested and wants to learn more about the sport please feel free to have them share and we'd love to just have love to expand the audience and the fan base of this great sport that we love we both love and we like want to share that with you guys so thank you guys for listening this has been episode 11 of the bump and run broadcast and i'm paul and i'm tristan and you've been listening to the bump and run broadcast